Hello and welcome back to the Clown uh, Hospital uh, Podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, the mental health podcast where we're not afraid to admit, admit that capitalism is the problem. You've already heard my annoying fool of a guest. Uh, <laughs> my dear friend and uh, perhaps favorite pervert. <laughs> hey. Norn. Favorite something. Oh, Norn. <laughs> Hi, Sadie. Not much. Thanks for having me in the clown hospital. Of course. I mean, uh, you're probably you're probably like the like the psychiatrist of the clown hospital. Like you're like definitely. You're in charge. Let me get my clipboard out. I am in charge. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for uh, this uh, new residency at the clown hospital. I'm happy to be here. Uh, my name is Nora Nazka. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a yinzer mm-hmm. who draws real good. Is how I would describe myself. There you go. Um, yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a user who draws real nice. Uh, I'm a painter, illustrator, part-time, an admin at an art school nearby, part-time. And my third part-time gig will be teaching uh, starting the spring. So I can't wait to be employed in a half. Hell yeah. Uh, I've done DBT. I think I did three-ish rounds of DBT group as well as like four years of dbt based it was three or four years of dbt based therapy so i've been around the rodeo yeah hell yeah yeah i think this is the first this will be the first like dbt centered episode but like i definitely reference it a lot because i literally like as of recording like i graduated my dbt iop yesterday (laughs) so like it's for sadie it it is very just like off at the top of my mind um yeah the secret of like graduating is that you may graduate dbt but you should never stop doing homework and like the best way to graduate dbt is to keep on you know doing homework yeah i mean that's in your iop no well she always well like she like assigned like lose homework sometimes and she was like, I don't really assign homework because I know you just won't do it. And yeah, she was right because I never did it. There were times when I was like pulling teeth with homework. Yeah, well, like Did I. You... Yeah. Well, we really jumped. You're right. I was, like we were talking before the show, like, oh, I can't keep this like under an hour. And then literally you're like, fucking all right, we're talking about DBT now. <laughs> like, yes, I, I love Staying on task is one of my favorite I'm Norn. I'm an artist. Let's talk about DBT. Like, yeah, I love DBT. DBT, literally, there was like, I think between when I was writing up my notes this morning, there was like this period of time between 2016 and 2018 where I just Mm -hmm. couldn't do like painting anymore. Like, I just couldn't do art. It was like, it's which is weird because like I've been an artist since I was really young so it's like this huge part of my identity is just like gone and uh like I don't want to do it I don't feel like doing it I remember when I used to do it and I just was like I just can't do this anymore like I need to just stop given it I mean I was also like mostly nocturnal at this time so maybe that had something Mm -hmm. to do with it but yeah DBT definitely like just like re basically like reawakened or re- redefined my relationship with art and also myself um, that's really cool <laughs> like i like I, yeah <laughs> like i you and you are one of these people i have had a million people tell me like like before i even started dbt like dbt saved my fucking life and then that's usually like it yeah. so it's like really interesting to hear yeah like the specific ways that like like the specific shifts that were inspired by uh everyone's favorite crazy bitch Marsha. Yes, we love her. Go off Marsha. I was really lucky because my therapist, who is also the one of two like therapists who led our DBT group, we met on Wednesday mornings and then I had an individual another day of the week with that same person. Uh, I think she was trained by Marsha herself. Oh, shit. Um, and she was also like leading programs training grad students. So she was, I don't know how, where, when she slept, like if she got any sleep at all, because this therapist is the busiest therapist I've ever had, like ever <laughs> encountered. But she was so awesome. And she made such a huge difference. 
I think like this is also I'm super spoiled. It was my first DBT group as well. It was like my first DBT experience. Um, so I am like lucky that I have only had that one, and I went through it three different times as well. Um, yeah, my first DBT experience was a group that I was in for like a month, and then I went to the hospital. And like the group was fine. Oh it's just, yeah, I needed more <laughs> at that time. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need more. I feel like DBT is a great like way to transition from outpatient or inpatient to outpatient and it's unfortunate because a lot of people's first experience with dbt is an inpatient too like force groups and i think that can really like really sour it yeah like there when i was in the hospital there was very little of it yeah um my i am not the only mentally ill uh child in my family Thank God. Um, me and my siblings and I are all on the same dosage of Zoloft. Oh, that's um, so well, not, cute. Wait, actually, Holy shit. My sister, yeah. <laughs> my sister and I are. Um, and my brother is also on Zoloft. And we were like talking the other day. And he was like, man, sometimes I'm just like, I can't even like get there to take my meds. Or like, I really like, I'm not sure like if these are working. I stopped taking them because I felt good. And that's, I hear that from so many people. Oh, I stopped taking them because it worked. But my brother was like, yeah, I was on 15 milligrams. And my sister and I like looked at each other over the Zoom chat. And we were like, bitch, we're on 150. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's such a weird. He's a 300 pound, six foot two man. Like, it's so (laughs) like, you're taking like baby, baby dose. (laughs) <laughs> so off for babies there is there's yeah, our episode like title right there. Zo- <laughs> yeah so off for babies microdosing sertraline story of my <laughs> brother um that's great well, yeah that people so... well, like that really underlines that people like want medication to fix the problem when it actually is about it just does ma- not maintenance like yeah. it's a have you like... ever seen <laughs> it is about maintenance it's true yeah. Um, have you ever seen that Castlevania meme? It's really good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I'm, I'm looking at... Okay, it's uh, basically the three main heroes like about to fight Dracula again, and they're like, you couldn't beat me. Dracula is like mental illness, captioned, you know, bottom text. He's like, you couldn't beat me before. And then Alucard says in the next like frame of the meme, I was alone before, and like Saifa is labeled meds and Trevor is labeled therapy. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you can't use Zoloft alone. It's just like, you know, you yeah. can't take a pill to fix your life. Unfortunately, like yeah, that's that may be and what SSRIs the brand won't... themselves as. Yeah. But you can't the pill won't you can't fix, pill your fix your life. And like and it definitely won't fix your life if you're not taking it. <laughs> like oh for sure yeah like it's like oh i take it until i feel good then i stop taking it and i feel bad again and well then you probably even feel worse then you probably even feel worse because you're going through withdrawal like yeah oh my god yeah um yeah i was going on an s snri sadie i am currently on an snri oh which which one are you on i'm an effects sir Effexor, the rock and roll destroyer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I've been on like a, I've been on a few. I just think they're all kind of fun, and you know they work differently yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I have um, like I well, one of my exes, uh, they were on Effexor when we were dating, and they struggled with taking it on time. And that, yes, watching that happen was like, oh, like I need meds. I don't want to be on meds. But like now that I'm on it, I will do anything to not miss a dose of Effexor. Missing a dose of Effexor is, and I speak from personal experience on this, fucking nightmare brain. Like, yeah, I don't it's... need any help in that department. <laughs> Have you, did your friend get the brain zaps? Yes. Oh my god, they're awful. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't do it. All yeah. right, well, any, I, anyway. Uh, go on. All right. Do you, we want to start talking about the DB, the part of DBT that we want to talk about today? Yeah, yeah, I do. 
Cool. Um, so I guess first, like, we should do just like a little, like, fast introduction of like yes the context i guess um yeah i did not prepare this at all but let's see what i can do oh that's okay i think you know we should start Style. by you know introducing the idea of distress tolerance maybe yes or like should we break it down to dbt itself well i was about to be like well dbt like was developed by marshall linehan <laughs> <laughs> who, yeah. like, who uh, like primarily worked with like was a researcher who worked uh, ended up working a lot of with a lot of people with uh, borderline personality disorder and that's kind of how this got developed uh, in a lot of ways it's like an offshoot of CBT which is a lot of based on yeah. like uh, checking the facts and like like finding at the root of the anxiety and whether or not it is yeah um quote-unquote like rational or not and then dbt just really takes that to the next level presents a lot of skills like a dbt group like like you have mm -hmm. uh mentioned already is like it's something that you're designed to go through like multiple times yes yes what like, makes it sound like a <laughs> that makes it, it sound does. like you're it does yeah. It does, but anyone who says otherwise is full of shit. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Yeah. You no, know, it's meant to be gone, gone through multiple times. Yeah, um, and I mean, it's cool, like, because I was in a DBT IOP, so, like, we went through them, like, it's, so it's four modules, and we went yep. through, so we went through each module, like, in a week, and just, like, did the highlights, but, mm -hmm. so it's, like, and then I was in that group for, what, three or four months, so like went through like at least like the cliff notes version of shit three or four times yeah 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 so the four modules are mindfulness oh, wait, Sadie, i have a question what's your question what is uh i mean i know the answer to this but for our viewers at home what's the difference mm -hmm. between cbt and dbt what are what do those letters mean all right so cbt is cock and ball torture and dbt no! is dick and ball torture <laughs> that's my line <laughs> That's my life. I thought it was cock and ball tickling. Ugh. Oh no. <laughs> I know the answer to this. It's not dick of dick and balls behavioral therapy. It's dialectical behavioral therapy versus yes. cognitive. Whereas mm -hmm. like CBT is all about cognitions. You know, it's all about like the root of the anxiety, like you said, the changing and the thought patterns. But I like DBT because sometimes in DBT, like thoughts can lie. DBT yeah. is like the dial. Yeah. And that is just so much more freeing than like cognition. Focusing on cognition. The reason why I feel like DBT has such an upper hand is because it's not cognition based. It's like not, mm. well, not cognition based alone, you know? Yeah. It's about changing. So then the dialectic then is like the dialectic between uh acceptance and change which we all know about from you know the wonderful serenity prayer tattoos we see <laughs> yeah so but it's yeah, also about, i used about to have thoughts. a boss i used to have a boss sorry <laughs> to cut you off but this is really important no, I, used, I used to have a boss maybe she'll listen to this i don't know she had the serenity tattoo prayer tattooed on her and someone was like oh you got tattoos you're a bad girl and it's like it's literally the fucking serenity prayer. it's literally like, the serenity prayer <laughs> like i could not have a least like a less bad girl tattoo <laughs> like uh i think you could have a um you could probably have a live laugh love infinity symbol tattoo or maybe a <laughs> cultural appropriation dream catcher oh possibly but i digress um, yes. yeah, DBT rocks. So yeah, DBT, yeah. it's a group and it's often a group therapy setting, right? Like I think Marsha's yeah. specific version is about the group. I don't know if I've explained what a dialectic yet is yet on this show, but I definitely should have, um, because it's very much like <laughs> the mission statement of this podcast is very much inspired by like the concept of dialectics. And that's just the idea that multiple things that could seem like opposing can be true at the same time and mm -hmm. like what can we get from like the synthesis of those two things like oh like like 
instead of just like being resistant, we can like also recognize like the benefits of something while also recognizing like the problems with it. Like nothing is perfect, it's but true. like that doesn't mean that like the skill, like no skill is perfect, but that doesn't mean that there won't be some relief for anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so when you change what, what? When you change or to and I think DBT is yes. all about changing or to and and but to, <laughs> to and. quote a couch. That's true. That's but true. To and yeah. Never never say should or should have. Um, oh yeah, or always. Yeah, like kind of you, I think yeah. there's the multiple times you'll hear in this podcast throughout the episode so far that you'll hear me say like a DBT like no no word and then I switch it to like we literally we had a bell in our DBT group classroom we had two bells to ring whenever that happened and the we were like the the brain rewiring that that you know garnered in me is I think every day I know it sounds annoying and like really strict and maybe it's because I went to Catholic school but there's something about <laughs> the ringing of the bell <laughs> but oh I digress God. uh we're not good. Well, we haven't even talked about tip yet. Yeah, it's okay. So DBT is a collection of skills to summarize, right? Yeah, DBT yeah. is a collection of, of skills and meant to be learned in a group therapy setting. Yeah. Those four yeah. sets of skills are real quick mindfulness, interpersonal effectiveness. Shout out to Dear Man. Um, oh, Dear Man. Emotional regulation and distress. Emotional regulation. Distress tolerance. Took me a while to say that. Distress tolerance. It sounds, um, it's probably the most ominous skill. Sounds the most ominous. I mean, think? as someone who really struggles with tolerating uh, distress, this is like where I live and maybe even yeah. like too much of where I live. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, like, I was just in the DBT group. I wanted to make sure to like start with this. So like I just said, there's the stress tolerance and emotion regulation. Like if you don't have any DBT experience, you might wonder why those are two separate modules. Um, oh, yeah. But emotion regulation, or I guess we'll start with the stress tolerance. The stress, the stress tolerance is like you are like going through it shit has hit the fan or at least internally it has like maybe everything or there's fine. like crisis you're even yes. externally like there could be a crisis yes like there is some sort of crisis happening and you can't you have trouble tolerating the the distress and that lack of distress tolerance can lead to like all sorts of behaviors self-harm substance use maybe lashing out at people yeah, Whatever. So damaging this relationships, is... damaging your health yes. kind of thing. Yeah, I love to damage my health. <laughs> and I only do that by watching Supernatural. That is, that's worse than anything I've ever done. <laughs> that's Anna, not. forgive me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you so didn't want to be a pervert on this show. I did know that. But yeah, these are the skills that you use in crisis. And then emotion regulation is like, what do you do to like, maintain like a steady solid level of emotions like how do you like stay out of like the stress tolerance basically and the thing is like the stress tolerance skills are like very easy to do and they are like a lot of them are like distraction based or whatever so like they can come pretty naturally um so like one thing that my therapist uh said a lot was like that people sometimes we'll like over rely on just stress tolerance or it's like all right we gotta like yeah. do like emotion regulation skills because if you're yeah it's so you hard have to, to distinguish your, sometimes yeah but it, like if you have to dunk your head and this is like I definitely have been in this space where like if you have to dunk your head in cold water every two hours like there's there's something else you, you gotta need more than just cold water but yeah yeah but the thing is like emotion regulation is honestly really similar in my experience it's been similar to like taking a new medicine because mm-hmm. you know you're gonna have to take it every day on time like clockwork like it's very it's so similar emotional regulation are things you do like taking meds that you have to do yeah. regularly like clockwork and they take a couple months to kick in even or longer than that sometimes you know like it could take a year for emotional regulation yeah. to really kick in and that's daunting for a lot for I mean it was daunting for me and I know it's probably daunting for a lot of people who start DBT. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of, a lot of the stuff with like, um, like addiction or like self harm is like, 
there is instant and even some of these skills is like the instant gratification is like I was panicking I did x y or z and like maybe the problem isn't solved and I'll be upset again later but like for now I feel a little calmer yeah did your DBT group ever yeah it's true did your DBT group ever talk about how like when we're in high, and I, I'm going to say this word because my DBT group always said it, when you're in high emotional arousal, when you're emotionally <laughs> up to here, they mm-hmm. literally was like, I mean, of course I like laughed a little bit at that, but I tried not to laugh while I was in depression class. <laughs> like you're literally learning the distinguishing features between just stress tolerance and emotional regulation. My therapist is awesome and brought up the fact that like just some of this stress tolerance stuff, maybe things we're already doing. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, like, especially we're talking about tip today. Those are things our body does in response to trauma and crises already. Like when we're in that state of heightened emotional arousal. And so like clenched fists was a great example. Clenched fists when we're angry, like really mad, our temperature changes. Like we get hot and flushed in the mm-hmm. face. Um, start sweating like nervous palms and stuff and what else like shortness of breath like that those our breath our temperature and like those body language things are already being affected so tip kind of like exists in a way to partially like counteract those extreme crisis related or trauma or even like you know anxiety related uh, behaviors that we do unconsciously yeah wow like Um, we had a recording issue and you just jumped right back into it that was amazing thank you uh you know i like to do my homework i i have a little script in my head that the small norns inside my brain are like you know hell yeah shout out (laughs) yeah that yeah that that's a really helpful description all right so like what the fuck is tip um what is i think well the first thing i'll say is here's a tip marcia fucking loves an acronym and marcia does not know how to make a good fucking acronym (laughs) Um, are you kidding me dear man give fast is not good enough for you it's awful it's so bad it's not yeah it's pretty bad Tip, but, tip, I mean, tip is her best work. Tip is her best work. Like, tip is her best work. It's easy to remember. It's short. Like, and the letters actually line up to like what they, they say. They do. For. They do. They don't. Dear, the letters remember? do not. Oh, <laughs> dear man, see, like, dear man, hold fast. I at least can I can remember that, and I know what it, the what it's generally for. I know uh, it is up, a, in a personal affectionate thing. But I will never remember what those means. But tip, I can re- tip. I don't have to Google. Yeah, I think you mean, dear man, give fast, don't you? See, see, <laughs> I can't even remember it yet. Right. I know, like, I know. She does suck. All right, I agree with you on that one. She does suck at making acronyms. Tip like the pleases. The please acronym is awful. It's so bad. That was my. This one is really bad. My very first, and I, I for the audience, I will. My very first DBT group, we talked about pleases, and I was like, "What? What is it? Yeah, Doesn't so P L stand for illness. Yeah, so it's P L treat <laughs> physical illness. <laughs> like what? <laughs> the treat physical and I are silent." <laughs> Yeah, that was bad. Wait, 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 but Sadie, how about the stop skill? It literally has the word stop. <laughs> the first yeah. letter is S for stop. <laughs> that one's fine. <laughs> I mean, because literally that, that skill is just like stopping. Like that's literally what the yeah. skill is. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, so tip but is tip. her best work. <laughs> um, tip is her best work. Uh, let's do a tip roll call. T-I-P-P, by the way. Tip with two yes. P's. P-P. Yeah. So <laughs> we got our temperature. We got our intense exercise. We got our pace breathing. And we have our paired muscle relaxation. Four, cool. Four so, big bad boys. 
let's just go through them and talk yeah, let's about do them. it uh do you have a favorite letter because i was gonna i could maybe uh give a larger norn segment on one of my favorite letters and then you could what well what's your favorite honestly temperature the first one it's I also my don't favorite mind if I, oh damn i mean I this, is, this is a conversation this is a conversation so that's, that's okay. true all right you start you start yeah so temperature like what this means is like like you were just saying like our body like can get really hot and flustered when we're in that crisis space and like this is and so temperature is about like breaking that and like bringing your body your heart rate and all that stuff back down by uh decreasing mm -hmm. the temperature um the classic i think method of doing this i mean there's like holding ice cubes and stuff like that but i think the way the most classic one is triggering the divers response just like filling yes mammalian diving response yeah you fill a bowl or i just like fill my bathroom sink with cold water mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah like dunk your face in there for like 30 seconds and like it kind of hits you like like the like rush it that like, self -harm. Like, the, like i like the same rush i get like when i self-harm i get from the doing, diving response yes like I mean, you know what it is? You're way simulating. Less it's simulating drowning, but it's simulating drowning. Yeah. Shout out. We love um, drowning. Shout out. Drowning. We, love, we don't love behavioral that. therapy. Drowning in all these GBT skills, baby. Drowning That's pool. Right. Drowning pool behavior <laughs> therapy. Let oh this trauma God, hit no. the floor. <laughs> is pool spelled with a B? <laughs> yeah. It's a marked um, acronym. I think this temperature is actually one that we might even see in like movies and television dramas because you know a character even goes into the bathroom after a rough breakup or like some kind of stressful situation splashes their face in cold yeah. water. Yeah, I mean that also really um, you know, and it's not like the people who wrote that show are like, oh, like this is like a DBT skill they're using. It's just that's no, just it's just something you do. do. Yeah. It's like and something you do. So much of DBT skills are like, honestly, you might be doing some of them already. Yeah. And like, you absolutely are doing most of them already. It's just about yeah. doing them like consciously. at the appropriate times. Yes. And like, you know, like not using distress tolerance skills every two hours. <clears throat> yeah. That's my problem sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, like, if I'm freaking out, I'll fill my sink mm -hmm. with water. I'll dunk my head in it. And I'll be a little chiller. Like, um, yeah that's like that is my like yeah it it is really common oh, like, yeah. if shit is like really 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 bad um like if my ptsd is triggered like insane hardcore like it was like mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. a day a week or two ago it it don't do shit but like if i am because again like it it is just like it's the stress <laughs> it's like get, it's just getting you through the moment um, it is getting you through the moment. If you dunk your head in water and you like bring your head back up and like that moment is still happening, like I don't know if like someone is like if if like you're in like a slasher movie and like <laughs> you run to the bathroom and you're like really really hold on, hold fucked on, over, yeah. you you run to the bathroom, you like dunk your head in cold water. And then you go back out and then you see Michael Myers again. And then it's like, well, like, yeah, don't just get so, out of the situation. You have to get out of the environment. Okay, in that like, question, like we know what not to do. So and not to what not to do, what not to do tip in a horror movie situation. What about like when we can start with what other situations can we use the T in tip for? Like I you said about having like a PTSD episode. I think it really temperature really helps with anxiety. Mm. Like I think what what emotions do you use tip in response to like just like yeah, anxiety is a big like, one and like I would anxiety. say like PTSD is like kind of where it doesn't work yeah but yeah anxiety like yeah Anger anxiety sure. is the big one like if like my head is like really if my thoughts are really racing like I'll dunk my head in water <laughs> like it's not like something I'll do when I'm really sad mm -hmm. like that don't mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense but like yeah, yeah, if I'm yeah. feeling like a lot of tension in my body and I feel like really anxious about something, that's when I'll do it for sure. Yeah. For me, it's definitely like fear, anxiety. I think anger, it can be really effective with too. Mm. Um, that makes sense. 
because of that, it's like a temperature thing. Like before I often do it, like if I'm, if I feel like I'm about to act on anger, it's tip time, you know, like it's change my temperature, bring it, cool it down. Um, but a lot of times like this, when I felt an anxiety attack coming on, like, I don't know if you get anxiety attack, like, like I'm sure you have anxiety anxiety attacks or, um, episodes. Yeah, I do. If you feel it early enough, I swear to God, using the tea and tip will like stop an anxiety attack in its tracks. Like if it's done effectively in the right situations, it did it for me like several times. And like one of the great things about tip is like using it on the go. Like if you're in a, like mm. God forbid you're ever like in public having an anxiety attack. One of the things my group did was pass out instant freeze packs. Yeah, I know. It's like a total like brain blast moment. Instant freeze packs you can carry in your backpack, in your purse, in your fanny pack, what have you. And then like, you know, let's say you're nowhere near a sink, you like go to somewhere private or and just like you know, put it over your nose and your eyes for 30 seconds, cooling down that like upper part of your face. Uh-huh. The mammalian diving response is triggered and it just like cools all of your peripheral nerves. It's crazy. Whoa, that... that's like a big hot tip. Or cold tip. Cold tip. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a ho- big cold tip. Holy shit, that changes. Like, <laughs> I mean, so much like so much the like of the thrust of this podcast is me like learning about stuff, like and me trying to figure out <laughs> my recovery, and then like so every episode, I feel like I am learning a lot, and that is the point. And he's talking right now. You Baby's just talking. You just changed my mind. Like, you're changed my life, not yeah. my mind. Like, because yeah, just like go. Because that, because yeah, this podcast is also very much about talking about like when the skills don't work. And tip is all like, like temperature is definitely the one where I'm like, cool, this works well, really well for me. But like, once I am not in my house, like it yeah. is kind of like, use like temperature specifically is kind of useless so that hot tip is like amazing yeah hot cold tip, tip for a hot tip, <laughs> that is cold tip i was waiting i was so excited to share that with you um that is that nice. like yeah you started talking about it being accessible i'm like what are you talking about and then well hang on <laughs> oh no you, you got carry, more like, go to go to the pharmacy, grab like a pack of them. Cause you know, they sell them in small travel sizes for, you know, like first aid kits and things like that. And if you're, I'm assuming like when you work, you like take your backpack with you Mm -hmm. or like, you know, leave the house, don't leave the house without like two of them. Yeah. I I, I mean, yeah, I, I carry a backpack with me no matter where I go, even if there's like nothing in it. Yeah. Like a lot of times I'll take my backpack and it will, there just be my phone charger in it. That ice pack, instant ice pack move is like galaxy brain DVT shit. That is amazing. <laughs> that I that this is yeah. this is why I do this. This is this podcast. And that's part like, of the thing we were like the barriers to doing that skill. Like that very if you know, if you're thinking about like what stops me from temperature, I'm glad that you were surprised when I said accessible because like you know, this is like the on-the-go temperature change. Cool. Which I think we can probably transition into intense exercise yeah yeah so that's one other way to do a temperature change is to you know get really hot and sweaty yeah so yeah so i is intense exercise and it's literally just like stopping whatever you're doing and just like doing some jumping jacks or fucking whatever like the idea is that push-ups like exercise and shit like feels good and then also like what it has how it's worked for me is like if I'm like, if I'm like physically exhausted, I ain't gonna want to self-harm because I'm just fucking exhausted. (laughs) Like, I don't want to like go and like buy anything that will help me calm down. (laughs) Cause like, I gotta like leave the house and shit. Like I, yeah, it just like. Yeah. I think I'll get so exhausted. I'll get so exhausted that I won't Mm -hmm, even like mm -hmm. consider like a negative, like an unhealthy coping skill. Yeah. You, I just did the DVT uh, vocabulary <laughs> switch. Yeah. Take, I, if this wasn't a recovery a podcast, I would say skill. take a shot for every time I do that. <laughs> oh, but instead, no. 
I don't know, write in your journal for every time <laughs> we oh, do a DBT voc- uh, vocabulary yeah. change. Intense exercise. They mean like 15 minutes. Like it's like short term exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of barriers to this one, in my opinion. Intense, yeah. right? Like I, I, <laughs> I have a very complicated relationship with this one. What, what is, what, what's your barriers for it? I mean, now recently is like one, the coronavirus, because yes. I don't go to the gym anymore. Two, I have a bad knee and a bad hip. And mm-hmm. I know I need to go to physical therapy about it, but I'm not sure how much my insurance covers. But like, you know, there's so many, like, there's a lot of barriers to intense exercise. Like there's, you know, literal disability, like injuries. It's, I could go on and on. And just like, what's the, the worst feeling in the world is when you're absolutely like so depressed out of your mind in a doctor's office and you go in to see them and they're yeah. like, have you tried diet and exercise? <laughs> you're just like fuck you there's nothing yes. i want to hear less right now when i'm in your fucking doctor's office than have you tried yoga like, <laughs> yeah because like that like that but is it... a thing it's like <laughs> yeah like i understand that the science and shit that like that all works out and yeah. all that that like sure but like i can't get out of bed what do you want me like, yeah i know intense like, I exercise need... like you need to pull me I think up. That there needs to be, yeah, yeah, exactly. Intense, intense exercise, I think, exists for like, I think it's the opposite of the cold. Like, it's it's basically like bringing the yeah. opposite of the mammalian diet, diet response, like the temperature change. It's like instead of a temperature drop, it's a temperature increase. Mm-hmm. Um, and like literally warming the body up, you know, because there are times like anxiety and fear are to me, I almost like separate my emotions by temperature, like anxiety and fear are emotions where I get really hot. So I need something to cool me down. There are emotions where I feel so cold and sluggish, like I cannot get out of bed. And a part of my DBT recovery was warming the body up and like literally just like making your blood and muscles and bones move. And I think that's where the value of intense exercise comes from, but it has to be different for everyone. You know, this, this yeah. per, like intense exercise is a one size fits all. Absolutely. I mean, none, like none of them are, walk. but none yeah. of them are, but this one definitely not like, and people have all, all, all sort of like, maybe like body relationship stuff, body image stuff that oh, may yeah. impact um, that um, fucking like I, for so long and with very few exceptions uh both exceptions you were there for like i won't go to the gym just like as a trans woman oh i was so yeah like oh my gosh i'm so happy we got to go to the gym together yeah like march 7th 2020 march 7th 2020 that was that was was like right before covid really hit in the u.s don't forget what they took from us sadie (laughs) (laughs) uh one real quick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One quick, real quick aside about that is the last time you went to the gym, like you forgot to pack your gym clothes, so you brought yes. a pillow, like you stole a pillowcase from work and cut, told... it, and cut it into like a tank top. <laughs> Fucking amazing. That was a real, uh, a real MacGyver, uh, non-binary gender euphoria moment there, like ripping the sleeves off of a t-shirt to make it cut off. Truly brilliant. It was so ugly. I think I recently found that pillow sack shirt and I threw it out because I was like, I've made my peace with this. (laughs) That rules. Yeah, it was from my job. Yeah, Yeah. it was from my job that laid me off right before the pandemic with 15 minutes notice. That's it was crazy. from that job and I never looked back. Anyway, back to intense exercise. Yeah, so I'm talking for me is like it's really like the eye and tip is really weird for me now because I'm a dog walker. My job I know. you're constantly intense exercising. Intense exercise and like sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. Like sometimes like what I like say in groups sometimes is like like, I'll be upset, and then I'll, like, work for a few hours, and I'll forget what I was even upset about. Uh, yeah. Because, like, it's, like, yeah. my job is a tip skill. 
but then the other thing is that like there's like there's like a tightrope there like because mm-hmm. there's like a like in like addiction treatment you'll like hear the like the acronym like halt a lot hangry yeah angry angry lonely tired and my job triggers all of those all of them <laughs> hungry. I am, oh yeah because you don't get lunch breaks yeah so i'm working like, a long time without eating i like sometimes like frustrating things will happen and that'll like piss me off also those and, dogs can be assholes like yeah i don't want to get yeah. too into it like, yeah, on, yeah. on air but <laughs> lonely also like it's a very like solitary job like I really miss like having co-workers and stuff um so just like Mm -hmm. being alone all day like you're with dogs and that's nice but like near sometimes by the end of the day like I feel like pretty burnt Mm -hmm. out and then Mm -hmm. it's also very tired like the intense exercise is good because it's too tired but sometimes being too tired will like it's like a very it's it's complicated yeah, um, it needs to be a uh, regulated exercise. Yes. Regulated. Yeah, that yeah, is intense a thing. Exercise... It's when you're walking eight dogs a day, it's not regulated. Uh, like you're you're overdoing. No. It. Yeah, um, and I I don't even think that like regular exercise applies to this letter of the tip skill because this is for intense situations. Yes. So, yes. like, I honestly think that a walk, a brisk walk, does so much good for Mm -hmm. those like feelings that are kind of the opposite of what I need for a temperature drop. Like if I need a temperature boost, I am like, oh, I can't get out of bed. I'm feeling like a slug. I don't even want to draw or work on my commissions today. I'm having a really hard time doing just about anything. Breakfast Mm -hmm. feels like a chore. So it's it's one o'clock and I haven't eaten. For me, I used to run and bike but I left my bike at Margo's and I can't <laughs> run with my knee. <laughs> like I have the knees probably of a 40 year old. I'm about to turn yeah. 28 this year. When my mom was 28, she got her first cortisol injections for the arthritis in her knees. So oh I genetically, I've inherited bad knees, man. Like, yeah. but I will go on a 20 minute quick walk because it literally just like, I come back and I'm in a different mood than when I left my apartment. It's just it's just simple as simple as like and a change of scenery depend like if see if you did that now that could be a temperature too yeah it could like yeah. just like if you go out with one less layer like mm-hmm. then you normally would not like one less layer mm-hmm. of what you're wearing now <laughs> like yeah um <laughs> like yeah like yeah like because so, like, a lot of times like if i get like food delivered like i won't like and I'm if I'm wearing like shorts and t-shirt, like I'm not gonna get dressed to mm-hmm. like pick up my food. And like it feels kind of nice to like just go outside and then just be like, fuck, it's yes. cold. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, yeah I'll like I'll I'll then... take out the trash like barefoot in shorts, like on a December evening. And yeah, that that shit definitely like snaps some rubber yeah. band in you. Like it does. But I, I definitely think that the T is for cold and the I is for hot, even though, you know, maybe they should both be temperature. Intense exercise is like heating up. Yeah. Heating All right. Up so what about, what about the PP? The PP. <laughs> Air horn for the PP, everybody. What about the PP, Sadie? So PP. <laughs> Uh, the, the first P in PP is pace breathing. Um, so what it says here on this worksheet is uh, breathing deeply into your belly, slowing the pace of your inhaling and exhaling way down. Uh, they always said to like, oh, this is the next thing. Breathe out more slowly than you breathe in because like that triggers like a calming response in your body. Yeah. This one i think is good like talking about like accessibility like this i like i can do this and no one will know like i'll be in a crowded room yeah and like as long as i'm not like mid conversation counting in my breaths like (laughs) um like if i'm wearing a mask if i'm wearing like a hood and a mask no one knows what the fuck i'm doing 
So like, well, this is actually, more... hang on. Your mask could inflate. Like when when yes. I do deep breathing, your mask. That is true. <laughs> like, that hey, is uh, true. But this is like one if I get like, like upset breathing. at work. Like if I get upset at work, this yeah. is something, or like in public, this is something I could just like do. I don't even need to go add a layer of privacy. Yeah, yeah, but you could add a layer of privacy there. Yeah, but like um, if you can't, if, if privacy is inaccessible at that moment. Um, for yeah, you can. Reason, just you can just do that on the bus. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have a lot to say on this one. Do you have anything else to say about breathing? I do. Yeah, <clears throat> pace breathing. Like my individual therapist was such a, a hardcore breather, a breathe head, <laughs> if you will. You know, <laughs> like absolutely, like was into different ways of breathing, breathing different like counts. You know, like. So I got a lot of experience with paced breathing and I gotta say like my, I have another hot tip, Sadie, I might, I might drop another one, oh, shit. Uh, a, a specific breath called the fear conquering breath. Oh man, I don't know I, anything about this. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a yogic breath. It might be called something different, but it is uh, purported to conquer your stress anxiety and fear within minutes sounds like something we could use whenever we need the tip skill mm -hmm. um my therapist studies like definitely was like a huge yoga head uh she would like go to ashrams every december to like learn more and she kind of incorporated that into her dvt practice which was pretty freaking awesome let's see i think it's either called the fear conquering breath or the breath of fire Ooh. which is pretty dope Oh, breath of fire and yoga. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Okay, good. So basically, like this is a form of deep belly breathing, which really like it's weird because it kind of traps you're basically like breathing in through your belly and then like trapping your breath and holding it. And rather than exhaling it through your mouth, you kind of like force it out of your nose. It's really weird. And I was wondering, Sadie, if you feel comfortable with me like guiding us through a breath like this. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and for also we like anyone listening at home so you, you do a deep breath and then it's, you just well okay it's weird it's like it's a yoga thing it's called the breath yeah. of fire um and it's like it's a heartbeat slower like it basically just like okay. slows down a rapidly beating heart which is kind of like the goal of tip is to like, you know, yes. remove the physical aspects of crisis. So if you sit up straight. All right, I'm doing it. Um, I also took a like, I think I took like a philosophy of Eastern religions course at Temple and it, this they like covered like proper breathing techniques. So if you're like imagining your pelvis like a bowl, mm -hmm. you kind of want to like tip it. So I'm gonna get an actual bowl. So like your hips are like this normally, okay. right? Like when yeah. we sit down, um, we're like sitting with the bowl kind of like this. You want to like tip your hips forward so that okay. the bowl is almost sitting on its side. All right. And you'll be able to like feel your belly kind of like move forward and mm -hmm. hold more air this way. Okay. Um, so like we're doing a pace breathing. We're going to inhale for a certain amount of counts hold and when we hold this breath we're going to make a seal in the back of our throat by pressing our tongue against our esophagus <laughs> it's kind of like you're making a okay mm -hmm. um, like do you know can you feel that try making that try sealing your esophagus off like it's almost like it's what happens when you snore like you're making a snore essentially mm. This is probably going to be the weirdest episode you've ever recorded. But. <laughs> I mean, I knew, I knew that when I asked you. <laughs> you knew it going in. All right. So inhaling through the mouth, we're sealing it and we're holding the air. Like, wait, uh, mm -hmm. put your mm -hmm. tongue against the roof of, roof of your mouth. Yeah, I got and it. And then we're forcing the breath, forcing the breath through the nostrils. Like, <sighs> but we're going to have a big breath. So it's going to take a long time. Okay. Um, my therapist also taught me to completely empty your belly of breath. 
before doing the breath of fire. Okay. Basically, we're blowing out all the breath we possibly can. Even to the point where you like, or feel like your stomach is tightening. Get it all out, like. Next step is take a big one in through our lips. So two, three, four, five, six. Now make that seal. Hold for two and slowly exhale through nostrils. Four, five, six, seven, eight and try to get everything out through your nostrils. Hopefully I'm teaching that right. Yeah, hopefully. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> intense. I mean, it's really yeah, intense. I can see that it's working. Of, yeah. It, that is I like mean, the, that's... The other thing that isn't like officially in the book that I think is a part, I mean, it probably is somewhere, is like, when something like just takes up all the space in my brain so it's like that at least like learning that from you was like I can't think about anything else right now like yeah it's just like it's I am complicated. Just, yeah I am doing this like I totally butchered that weird. by the way that I <laughs> it's all right um if you're like yeah once again we're not experts on the show we're just people with our own experiences uh mm -hmm. if there's something you want to learn more about just freaking google it uh <laughs> fear conquering breath breath of fire we can also go down to some really simple square breathing before we go on to the next pp <laughs> i feel i feel pretty, <laughs> I, think... I feel pretty good on breathing uh <laughs> avoid yeah pace breathing is like the classic one um yeah. but yeah the other thing i was gonna say is like if something like takes up like all of my mental space that's also helpful um, but like that's also mm -hmm. something that you need to like I really like like a comp like a really complicated board game or like a book with like a lot of like lore or whatever and like I like like having that stuff to focus on is really helpful for me but it's like you need yeah. to be at a certain baseline before you can do that yeah um here's like, my if Catholic you're in club. crisis you're not gonna like pull out capital and like just like yes yeah <laughs> another thing is like you know, this is me trying to convert everyone to my new form of Catholicism, but the, like, interestingly enough, the prayers done in the Catholic rosary kind of sync up with a paced breath. Like the way the inhale and the exhale is said while you're doing Hail Mary is like four counts in, hold, four counts out. Hail Mary, mother of God, breath. Uh oh, God, wow. I'm me forgetting my prayers on live television. Just kidding. How <laughs> Mary, Mother of God. But I mean, that's that that is that is a great example because like that is just like on this top and this point of like we all do these already. Is like Yeah, yeah. Your grandma's been praying the rosary and doing tip all her life. Yeah. Like your your grandma's <laughs> been all over that PP. And then <laughs> not my grandma, because they're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was at some point um yeah that's true and then the next the last p is uh my least favorite paired muscle relaxation muscles baby get the pairs and the muscles you wait this is really your least favorite i hate it i hate it so much lady why why do you hate it tell tell us well, in the world first let's tell them it. what it is paired muscle well, relaxation while breathing into your belly, deeply tense your body muscles, not so much to cause a cramp. Notice the tension in your body. While breathing out, say the word relax in your mind, let go of the tension, notice the difference in your body. So it's about like noticing the tension, like holding and maybe even increasing the tension before releasing it. My body yeah. is just, my body is just all tension all the time. Oh, um, man. Like just my experience with PTSD, <laughs> like there's like this phrase in CPTSD, like that's armoring, like just like your muscles are like so yes. tense all the time. Yes. And my ex used to always like, like she'd like give me like a neck massage and just be like, wow, like the muscles back here are like just so thick because they yeah. just hold. Because it's such a fear. Yeah. 
Yeah, they it's just fear hold response. so much tension all the time. And like, so anything that like, like it, so when I do it, when I like I've and I've like tried the paired muscle relaxation like in partial hospitalization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also like, an awful place to to try that yeah usually, like it just kind of like it ends up being like kind of triggering because it like because that is the way my body feels like my body feels the same way that it feels when it's like in that trauma response and like so that's why I don't really like it and it's true like I think it's so it's like for people with CPTSD our bodies Mm. have been like clenched for years (laughs) like years you know so telling me the clench my body is like it's clenched dude and I hate it I hate it so much it's already clenched it's already clenched counterpoint in defense of paired muscle relaxation for people who are unclenched, unclenched citizens of the world, this one's for you. Paired muscle relaxation. I think it works best when you don't like focus on saying relax and like the breathing mm-hmm. part. Like I, I wish that you would strike, we could strike out that relax from the skill. I mean, you itself. can, you can, you could <laughs> you just totally not do can. that. I mean, you know what? Sadie, I move to do so. Marsha, right. let it be known. I move to strike out, relax. I think that like allowing, you have to be in a place where you feel safe to do this paired muscle relaxation. Like mm-hmm. that's the one thing about the one, this part of tip, I honestly think it has to be in a safe spot. I also think it should be done lying down. Interesting. Um, yeah, this is my, this is my hot tip for tip. Lying down in your bedroom or like on top of your bed or in a really comfortable chair doing this in the hospital not so much not a safe place to feel also physically vulnerable a lot of the times like i find people people in my group had trouble like closing their eyes like doing like closed yes. eye things and i think that's yes yeah, like when i got when i this is when i got mugged he was like, close your eyes. And I kept opening them. And he's like, whatever. Like, I'm just giving your phone. (laughs) Yeah, like, close your eyes. Just say relax. Shut up. Here's muscle relaxation, though. It's like, I can't. And also, it doesn't matter if I know what you look like. I am not calling the cops on you. It's fine, dude. Yeah, yeah. God. Just like, take Yet another reason. We're fully clenched. Yes. Take my phone yeah. and like buy what you need with it, and like I won't, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Paired muscle relaxation, pace breathing. I honestly, to all you listeners out there at home, go to a place where you feel, feel safe, lie on your back, you know, maybe with a yoga mat or something soft underneath you, and just like breathe and breathe through your belly and literally like. Do that for a long time if you're having trouble with paired muscle relaxation. Just the fact that you're like, a lot of times when we are lying down and we're asleep and relaxed, like most of the time we're not even aware of what that feels like because we're asleep. And another reason, like a lot of us stay in bed until, you know, 3 p.m. I know I've done that in my life though. (laughs) is because like, that's the only time when we're not tense. So if you can like give yourself the space to, to untense or just unclench even a little by lying on the floor and letting it all hang out. I think that's like a great step to getting into paired muscle relaxation. Cool. And like, you know, there's other great things you can do as well. Like instead of clenching those up at like clenching specific muscles, I think that's what they say to do. Like just stretch mm-hmm. on your back as you're lying on the ground, stretch your toes out as far as they can go, or like your fingers out as far as they can go and do that three times. And like, you know, don't hurt yourself, but like that will start to unravel those tight muscles for sure. But yeah, like paired muscle relaxation can help and it can identify problems, like common problems, like, oh, my eyebrows are always tensed up and I didn't even realize it or <laughs> yeah, jaw constantly clenched. Like oh, that's a yeah. way to connect yourself with your body. That's what paired muscle relaxation is for. Yeah, I think that's, I think maybe that is why I don't like, I, that's the last thing I want to be connected to is my body. I know, well, here's the thing, like, uh, that's why diet, that's why people say, like, doctors are like, oh, have you tried diet and exercise? Like, 
being connected to your body will, and I hate to say this, Sadie, but it's going to help you like get to know your emotions better. If you're aware of what physical changes are happening, like why you're having, you know, thoughts, behaviors, feelings, as Mm -hmm. we say, learning to identify those physical symptoms can like help you clue you into an emotion before it even happens. Yeah. And I think that's why doctors say like, oh, you should exercise. Like, and it sucks. I hate that they're right. I know what, like (laughs) looking back on all of the therapists and psychiatrists and doctors who are like, well, you know, uh, regulating your diet. I mean, they're, they're right with caveats. I hate it. Yeah. They are right with caveats. Like that's, that's the, and that, like, that's like the whole, like, that's like the dialectics of it all to bring it all back. Like, like, yeah, it works. But like, like I was saying before, like with like, board games are like reading like marks it's like i gotta like yes be in a certain baseline for that like yeah, yes yeah that will help but if i can't get out of bed what the fuck do you want me to do about exercise yeah exactly it's like, just or i got out, covid you know? like yeah you what got am COVID. I supposed to, like i will i don't Not i'm exercise. good now but like if you have if like you have covid anyone like you're, you're not gonna you're, go not gonna, you're not gonna do that no well all right well that yeah. sounds yeah like we, did we got the, the tips on tip all right we got so the tips before... on tip we dropped some hot tips yeah this was this was a good one this was fun of course it's a good one i'm on didn't, it yes didn't didn't throw too dark which <laughs> i think we haven't really so far but anyway one way i like to like wrap up every episode is by sharing gratitude uh, this oh, yes. is how I end every evening with my roommate who you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so this is also to the space where we just like re- like share something we're grateful for and then also it's where I express my gratitude for you for coming on the show oh, um shit. you like like the thing that impressed me about like every guest and like yourself included is just like how prepared you are like you had notes and, like, <laughs> you had you taught me like so many things in this like last like hour or whatever like that I didn't even know and I just graduated Aww. from a dbt group so like that like that is That's, amazing yeah. that is like the power of like community and friendship and also the power of like being willing and able to talk about these things is like you can actually share shit like there's a lot of pressure to like not talk about these things and like yeah it's like getting better or whatever but like yeah yeah like think about how long I could have not known like that ice pack tip like I know like, right it like, could have very easily been my entire life and it could have because we're probably, talking you know, about I'm it I'm hoping that I share it as well yeah because we are both willing to talk about it like then we are able to get and like also both willing to like do our work and like find those things so I'm really grateful for you to come on and then I also try to do a grateful a gratitude unrelated to the episode um but it, this one will be related uh because you're my guest but grateful for Valheim <laughs> um, oh, yes like right now when we're recording like we're like i just got over covid we're in like a big holiday season uh post-holiday season covid surge kind of back to like quarantining as much as possible at least i am trying to do that and playing valheim with y'all love with you just one of you i mean i've also played with joe yes who will be mad if i don't mention him and uh just like vibing in that like that game is just like the best chat room anyone's ever it is so so good because it's like it's like it's like stupid and dumb and like you can just like talk about whatever but then like also like it gives you plenty of stuff to do and like also just like dumb shit happens just like the the cheap the tree chopping physics and stuff and like you're just shouting at each other to like watch out for the like the tree because like like dominoes is about to happen like it i don't know it's just been like a really nice experience for like this last week or so so that's what i'm grateful for yeah I'm super glad you like that. Oh wait, so what do I do now? What's do you say? Turn? You just you just say something you're grateful for. It could be anything. Um, I honestly was gonna say that I am grateful for how embarrassing I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, or at least I was. I am like super grateful for the Norn pre DVT, and I think I like. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot to cringe about. We could certainly like anyone can cringe looking back on their past. 
Absolutely. Um, but I'm just thinking of like all the norms that came before me and the different like iterations of myself and how grateful I am for those. Hell yeah. Because I, I do feel like I, I, you know, there's like the pre DBT norm and then there's like the during DBT norm. And then I feel like, you know, that's where I am now. I think I stopped, I stopped doing DBT in 2000, 2018 was like my last DBT group session or maybe Oh, you know what? Yeah, it was 2018. That's crazy. I can't believe it was that long ago, which is not even that long, three years. But yeah, I'm grateful for cringe Norn. Very grateful <laughs> for my like, you know, the path that uh, that took me here, which was cringe Norn. Hell yeah. Um, so I, yeah, <laughs> also grateful for, uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, you know what I was thinking recently? When I started DBT, I thought there was no way that I'd ever make income from my art again. And like, I'm super grateful for the last year, like commissions being part of what paid my bills. It's like such a dream come true. And even though it's really hard to work for yourself and it's really not that much money, just like being able to regularly make art as part of my business is awesome. So thanks, DBT. For and if me, uh, people would want to buy that art, where would they go? Oh, yes, it's true. Well, I have a few outlets for my wares. I have an Etsy shop right now uh, with two prints listed of my original works, but I'm hoping to make more soon. So the Etsy shop is etsy.com slash shop slash Nornazka, which is my name, uh, N-O-R-N. I'll put a link in the episode description. I'll put a link in the episode description. You don't have to do all that. Um, and I also post a lot of it on Twitter, uh, at Norn Nazca. So yeah, there's that. You can hit me up on Twitter for commissions or buy my prints. I have a really cool print of, uh, Guts Tina from Berserk. Yeah. Because I, I'm just I, like, I'm, I'm just like Guts. I'm just like Guts. We both have CPTSD. Um, <laughs> just like Guts Berserk. <laughs> we both have great asses, just like Guts Berserk. I'm just like <laughs> Mr. Dark Souls. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sadie. This was honestly great. I'm so glad I got to share All my right. pack tip. Cool. <laughs> All right. And then thank you so much. And yeah, like, so if you got anything out of uh, Norn shares, like the fact that I call <laughs> it shares really tells you how I've been spending <laughs> a lot of my time lately uh, in the rooms. And, but yeah, thanks for sharing. Like, a, And if you got something out of those shares, Maybe uh, throw my friend Norn a few bucks. I've been a customer of your commissions and it was a good experience and <laughs> you made the thing I wanted you to draw and it was very good. So thank you. I recommend, draws good. I recommend. And if you want to interact with the podcast online, the Instagram is clown hospital pod. And if you want to email me for some reason, I'm not quite sure what that reason is yet. But if you want to send me questions or you have some perspective that you want to share, whether like how a skill works for you or maybe some sort of like um, what is like blind spots that we have missed somehow, mm -hmm. like because we are two people uh, with limited perspectives, just because we're people. If you have more perspective that you think is helpful for any reason um, or important, please share it at clownhospitalpod at gmail.com. And with that, we say exo exo like and subscribe. No, we say no. exo exo got uh, trauma trauma girl and trauma they <laughs> trauma them. <laughs> yeah, exo exo male bikini armor rights. 